stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's very own Maddie Johnson, the editor of Zach's Income Investor and a stock strategist here at Zach's to do our annual podcast about retail, of course. Usually we do this podcast the week after Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but this year we're doing it before because there's no doubt what this year is going to be like. It's going to be the best holiday season for the retailers ever. We don't even have to wait for any of the data to come in from all the sales. We already know. Families are gathering again. People are attending parties. They're going out for New Year's. Here in Chicago, the Chris Kindle market has returned for its 25th anniversary here, the German market. People are traveling. They're buying stuff at all these kinds of events. They need a new swimsuit if they're going to the beach. They need that ski jacket because they're going to go skiing. But which retailers will be the big winners? They all have been big winners so far, but we're going to see if maybe there's some that might have an edge in some areas and whether or not it's too late to invest because, my gosh, a lot of these stocks are up huge, but a lot of them aren't that expensive here on a P.E. basis or even a peg basis. So Maddie, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So <laughs> I have like multiple, not multiple, I have two personal email accounts. I have a Yahoo and a Gmail. And I never check them over the weekend. I always clear them out on today, on, on Mondays, which is when we're recording, of course. Uh-huh. Um, my Yahoo account had 500 emails in it this morning um (laughs) wow like it's all it was all about black friday mega deals how you can like shop early we're giving you 30 percent off 25 percent off like doesn't matter and i was like so overwhelmed and i shouldn't be because i like i love shopping for the holidays (laughs) right every year on black friday but like this year especially it felt like there was like almost like a sense of like um like a, a different kind of urgency to the email marketing this year. I don't know if you felt the okay. same way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like retails, I mean, the next five weeks or so are just going to be insane um, for every kind of retailer. It doesn't matter if it's a Macy's or Nordstrom or um, a Target or a Costco, Home Depot, like the furniture retailers. It doesn't matter because like, it's just people want to, I mean, consumer sentiment is still pretty positive despite yeah. like concerns about, you know, inflation and the supply chain, people still want to spend their money. And I don't think that's going to change over, you know, throughout like this holiday season. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I think people are are willing and ready to embrace the shopping this year. Um, they're, yes, they're maybe yes. even like tired of online shopping. I know We've talked in the past about like the demise of Black Friday and that, you know, it's not as big a deal anymore as it used to be. And a lot of the Black Friday sales have already begun and we're not even close really to the Black Friday. But I still feel like there's there could be like a resurgence on on Black Friday this year of like people just going to the malls just because they can (laughs) and they want. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I saw today that Target. is going to remain closed on Thanksgiving um, again this year, and they probably will for like the foreseeable future. But, and I think like that was like a good retail change from last year and over the next few, over over the last few years, excuse me, where like maybe we don't have to like actually shop on a day like Thanksgiving where we're supposed to spend time with our family and we're grateful or whatever. But like, like you said this year, we can still do that, but we can also get up at 6 a.m. on Friday and go out to our favorite stores because I don't want to, you know, shop online anymore and maybe just guess at what I like right. or like what my size is or what, you know, I should get for my for my friends and family. I can like go with them and be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? And get kind yeah. of like um, like on demand in person kind of like feedback. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, I'm even. I'm even thinking of just 
going out there on Black Friday. I know. Even though I like don't have an agenda because I do like to see what the energy is like and you know what what people are buying. And you can still get some incredible deals that I feel the retailers are holding back to only put forward on like Friday morning. So we're they gonna are, get true like doorbuster deals. Yeah, yeah. I feel you know I've been on Macy's app. The last couple of weeks, they've already started a lot of their doorbuster type things, but I feel on the Black Friday day, they will have, you know, maybe even slightly better than what they've already put out there. Yeah. Um, I also am interested in maybe in like shopping on Black Friday and then like this like coming weekend. It's just like the, the Saturday and Sunday after Thanksgiving, of course, are crazy busy shopping days too. But I think it's going to be interesting and probably even more panicky and hectic in store than it normally is because so many retailers are having such a hard time filling all of the positions that they need to run a store. So it's like, even if we, let's say, even if, you know, you just go to like the Macy's or a Target or, you know, a Nordstrom or whatever, like, what is it going to even be like shopping? Is it going to be like hard and like difficult because like you can't even find someone to like help like ring you out or is it going to be better than we think? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I do know I just went this prior weekend. So the weekend before the Black Friday to a local shopping mall here in Chicago area and I was in the Macy's there and they were still even before the official start of everything. It it was fairly short staffed in some areas, but it's like the areas they've always been short staffed in, like shoes. Mm. Like at the Macy's. Of course. It's Literally always bad there. Anyone like there's never enough people in correct. any department store shoe section. Correct. Never. So correct. Um, but I felt like in the beauty and some of the other areas, they had a ton of people just oh, like that's good. About. So that part was good. Yeah. So it's unclear, um, you know, if if they're doing okay on the hiring side. And then I did see some, you know, we're hiring signs still on a few of the doors of the various stores and things. But um, yeah, they're they're coming up against the start of it all. So they better have their personnel in place. That's for sure here. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So what do you think about the stocks here? Um, you know, some of the hot retailers that we've discussed in the past remain red hot. Like I looked at Lululemon's chart before we came on this podcast, you know, those shares are up 33% year to date, but the forward PE is now 62. So it's very pricey here on stock twits. I get, you know, endless barrage of, you know, it's overpriced yoga pants, (laughs) like all those guys saying waiting for it to crash, but it's clearly a growth stock. It's not a value that much is clear, but it's been like the leader of retail on the women's side, but now somewhat on the men's side too, for, you know, even pre pandemic. So for several years now, but is it too late to get into like a stock like that? Should I be waiting to see if it does have some kind of bigger, you know, pullback here, or should I just, join the party, (laughs) give it up and just join in. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it like, it always like depends right on how you feel about high flying growth stocks because like Uh those like dudes on stock twits, they will have no problem buying a high fly tech stock with the same PE ratio and the same growth rate, right? Right. Because it's a retail stock and they don't quote unquote believe that it can grow anymore. Whereas (laughs) pleasure is going to be the dominating trend in retail it has been for the last 10 years. It will be for the next 15. Hot take, maybe. But like now that I'm working from home, I am i don't want to sit at my desk in jeans. It's like, it sounds like the most comfor- uncomfortable thing for eight hours to do. I want to be in cute leggings and, okay. you know, a professional top, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, like, I guess it, I mean, Lululemon, yes, it is like, it is expensive relatively to other re- type of retailers. But when you're the when you're the dominating force in in fashion, I mean, you can always t- you can always like tell yourself that 
it, it will be a good stock. Like, and I, I personally think it is a good stock. Okay. It hasn't reported earnings yet, and it won't until early December at some yeah, point. Yeah, they're always one of the late ones. Yeah. So we don't know yet what's happening with their holiday season and even what's happening like, you know, internationally with them. Once you, you know, they're in like Austria and Germany and stuff too. So, you know, there's still COVID outbreaks going on. um, And so with some of these more globalish type retailers, that's something to keep in mind too. Okay, so since you mentioned the jeans, what do you make of some of the big jeans makers um, like American Eagle, which calls itself the biggest, you know, manufacturer of jeans, I guess now in, in the U.S. is what they're promoting themselves as. But they also have the airy, the super high um, lingerie chain. So those shares are up pretty good year to date, but they pulled back in the last three months and they're cheap. They're trading at just 12 times. So is that a play more on, uh, you know, kids back to school because they're going to wear the jeans or back to college? Same thing. Is that why I should be interested in American Eagle or should I not be? I guess that's a question too. Um, I feel like if you want a pure play jean maker, I would, I, I'm kind of, I like Levi, Levi Strauss, L-E-V-I. Okay. Yeah. More. Um, okay. Just because of their, they've been dip or dipping their toes into the resale market. They have like a dedicated resale site where you can buy secondhand, leave by like jeans, um, denim jackets, denim, of all kinds that, I mean, right now that's like the style. It's like that Levi and like Wrangler oddly are very like on trend right now. And wait a minute, denim. wait, hold on. Wrangler. Yes. <laughs> you just said Wrangler. I, I can't know. believe this. Why didn't I keep my old ones from like 30 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> that, this is the rule. Like every time I see Gen Z talk about like a, a hot, like denim brand from 25 years ago, I'm like, I, I will never sell a pair of jeans again, just because like they're, they're like the cut, right? They're a little high waisted. They're, they're a straight leg. They're not a skinny leg. They're not going to cling to you and they're going to be a little bit shapeless, right? They're not going to give you like any lifting or sculpting technology. They're just kind of be going to be jeans. (laughs) So wait a minute. So if the Wranglers, if the Wranglers are back in, does that mean like Calvin's might be back in? Because those were like around I mean, the same era. Here's the thing. If if Calvin makes a, like, if the cut is right, I, I would have no that. doubt if, like, a retailer, like, Urban Outfitters, that is, like, that's where, like, it's, like, Gen Z Central. I always, like, look uh-huh. at Urban when I'm, like, figuring out, like, am I too old to wear a trend <laughs> this cool? Um. <laughs> so, wait, does Urban carry the Wranglers then? They're carrying that? I'm, I want to say yes. I'm going to check right now. Um, okay. But I like <laughs> I like American Eagle. I think their denim, same with Abercrombie's denim right now. It's really good. It's a good price. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, sometimes some of Levi's jeans like can get really pricey. Um, and I think American Eagle is priced a little bit under that. Same with uh, Abercrombie. Actually, some of their jeans can go for over $100. And that is okay. expensive. Yeah. Um but I do like that American Eagle has been expanding into like premium denim. So instead of like you pay seventy dollars for yes, you're gonna pay one fifty, one sixty for a pair of jeans. Yeah, um, maybe. But yeah. I think I want to say maybe, it was like two sixty when I went on the site, and I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went away. I searched away after yeah, I saw two sixty. <laughs> um, a personal. So one of my favorite denim brands is a Goldie. Um. They are, their like standard prices is, is similar to what American Eagle is is pricing their premium denim at. Okay. Um, so that tells me that like they want to go after that customer base that maybe that customer base that wouldn't wouldn't normally shop at American Eagle. Maybe they're more of a Revolve customer, right? They're comfortable paying one seventy one eighty for a pair of jeans. Um, but okay, so I just checked. Urban Outfitters does indeed carry Wrangler. Um, they have oh. the denim jackets. They have the corduroy flare pants. They have the Wrangler Heritage Wild West high waisted straight jean, vintage Wrangler jeans. 
They have it all, Tracy. They have no, it all. No, say it isn't so. <laughs> oh no. Um, I know. I know. Um, anthropology, Urban Outfitters, other like kind of little higher price point brand. Yeah carries a lot of the Levi's, but I don't, I don't know if they carry the Wranglers. I'm scared to find out now. They may too. <laughs> uh, I would say this is the total guess, but I feel like three people, which is also under the urban umbrella, yeah. they would carry Wrangler more than that makes sense. anthropology would carry yeah. Wrangler. Yeah, that does make some sense. Yeah. Well, they, they haven't reported earnings yet either, but I think they're reporting on the day we're recording this. So we're going to find out, you know, what, what is working yeah. for them over there too. I know a lot of a lot of their stuff appears to be like on back order. That's another thing with a lot of these apparel retailers. You might want an item and, you know, there might be demand for it, but you might not be able to get it in time for the holidays or even I don't know. I was on Athleta's website and I saw like this super cute hoodie um, that I was like, oh, this would you know, this is fun. And I click on it and it said it's back ordered until February 12th. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to impact a lot of the apparel retailers either. Some some of us would be willing if it's not a gift and we just want it for ourselves. We're willing to wait to get it. Yeah, in February. Totally. February. So okay. I have a question about back orders now when let's say like you, you know, really wanted that sweatshirt. So you yeah. buy it today, but it's not going to ship until February. Does that I know like with back orders if you use your whatever like credit or debit card you use to pay online the back um you actually don't pay for the item until it ships correct so it feels like a lot of these a lot of these back ordered purchases that may happen this uh holiday season the retailers actually won't see the impact until the 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 following quarter right so like q1 2022 that's yeah take effect yeah, if it's if it's like that athletic top where they actually ship it to me in February, that would be outside that would be in their fiscal first quarter. If it yeah. ships in January, there was a top from Anthropology I was clicked on and that one said like January 8th or something. That one is still in their fiscal fourth quarter, so it would still count for this quarter. Got it. Got it. But yeah, a lot of it could be pulled forward and you could see that with um some of the furniture retailers because yes. they have the same thing and they they have really long backlogs. I went to a furniture retailer over this last weekend here in Chicago area, but not one of the national publicly traded ones. But they were telling us that um, even in stock items are about three months to get the in stock ones. And then if you wanted anything customized, it was six to seven months until delivery. Yeah. But nobody's canceling it. And Williams and Sonoma said this on their conference call recently that they're not losing orders and their cancellation rate has remained pretty steady because they're all in this predicament. <laughs> so even exactly. if I'm like, you know, even if I'm like, you know, screw XYZ, I'm going over here to Crate and Barrel or wherever, like they're going to tell me the same thing. So right. I might as well just put the order in and then then I have to wait. Then just wait it yeah. out. So I yeah. shared um, on this podcast by. I think last year when I um, when I moved into my new apartment, I actually it was probably this year since when I bought all my new like bedroom furniture. Of yeah. course, it I it was everything was back ordered. Not right. one thing was in stock. When it maybe maybe my lamp okay. <laughs> was one thing I ordered, <laughs> and it was in stock. Um, my nightstand they had I like ordered everything at the beginning of May. Right. My nightstand was on back order until November, but that was actually the first uh-huh. thing to ship. So I got uh-huh. that like in June or whatever. Okay. The last thing I, I it wasn't bad. The last oh. thing I ordered was um, a new quilt and shams. Okay. And that was like, that got really pushed back. It was like month after month. Like I just got it a few weeks ago. Wow. Um, so, but, but like I never canceled it. I thought about canceling, but like, yeah. I would, I was looking, you know, also on West Dump, Pottery Bar and Crate and Barrel. I'm like, okay, well, if I want the same type of quilt, it's still going to be two months from the day I order it. And then that two months could just be pushed back to four months or five right. months. So I might as well just keep, keep going. Order. Right. Keep the order in there and then hope for the best that it shows up yeah. earlier as some, right. some things are. 
I know Williams and Sonoma also said on their conference call that um, they've really worked with like their customer service agents to, you know, try to give the best customer experience for when, you know, they do have to either call you or send you an email stating that it's delayed further and, you know, giving the customer options if they want to cancel, you know, please call us or all that stuff. I know I've gotten many um, even just from apparel retailers, I've gotten emails like updating me on, oh, we're sorry, this is still delayed. You can cancel with no you know, problems if you want. Here's where you can do it. But and I feel like that does make me feel better because I, I, I don't know. It just it is working, whatever their marketing yeah. and yeah. customer service. Also, like, I mean, like people can get mad at a customer service agent all they want, but they they know as much as you do. Like they know as much as we do. Right. They only see yeah. what's on their computer screen. And it's not like they're deciding, okay, well, Maddie, she was kind of mean to me on the phone, so I'm putting her to the back of the queue. <laughs> but like this yeah. is just like not how it works. It's like you're gonna be number five. You're the fifth customer that ordered it, right? right. And in whatever like algorithm that they use, you're gonna get it when you get it. They yeah. can't tell yeah. you anything other than that. Yeah. Right, right. Um, what do you think about the, uh, you know, pandemic winners? And then a lot of investors on Wall Street figured that those winners in the retail side were done. Peak earnings, that's over, like the furniture guys or Best Buy or even like, you know, the sporting goods dudes. Like, oh, everybody bought everything when the economy is reopening. We don't need any of that stuff. So they're done. But now it appears that they're not done. <laughs> like the demand for whatever they're making is is still going on. Like for some reason, we're still buying laptops and we're still doing all this stuff, even with the economy reopening. What do you think of those types of stocks? Is there a buying opportunity for some of them that have pulled back a little bit? Um, some have not pulled back. I, I took a look at Dick's. It, it did pull back briefly like a couple of weeks ago and now it's back up near its all-time high heading into its earnings report and it's up 150 percent year to date still but you know it's it still has the demand the demand is still there but what do i do as a stock investor do i want to get into dicks at this point i don't know it feels feels kind of too late for some of those yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I just pulled up Dick's chart right now. I didn't um, realize it was up this much year to date because it had such a good year last year. I know. Um, so that is quite the shock to me. It's like I whenever I look at Macy's, I've been writing about Macy's a lot for Zax.com and I just find it such a fascinating story in like the retail sector. Um, you know, it was really I mean, it had been beaten down before the pandemic, um, really. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this year, it just took off, right? Um, now, let's but, talk about Macy's for a second, because you have been looking into it, and I've kind of been, but not as much as you. Um, but is it because they've managed to expand, like, what types of products they have? Like, I was just chatting with my um, one of my sisters-in-law, and she was going on about how she loves Macy's this year. She's literally ordered like half of all our gifts off of Macy's. Wow. Like the app is easy to use, and she never has before. And the app is easy. They have very good like the doorbusters and sales. They have things in stock, which is huge. And it's things that are like in the big name brands, like you know that we were mentioning some of them already, but like Nike, you know, Skechers. Like you can get get the items off of Macy's. Yeah. So they they seem really well prepared for this holiday season. And they just have a lot of hot brands now that they may not carry in the store. It's only online, but that's okay. I don't care. Is, is that where Macy's is finally turning the corner here? Is that they, they, be, they have, they're embracing the marketplace, but they have become maybe more of a marketplace type company now. Yeah, so I mean, I think that um, Macy's like carrying like hot brands and retail is always going to benefit like them. Like they're gonna like be able to like craft an image that's more than just like wedding registries and like yeah. um, bed linens and like where your mom shops. Like right. <laughs> it can right. finally be like um, kind of like a hot retailer. And I know I was reading their earnings press release last week. I think that's when it came out. 
Um, they're finally taking steps to create a third party marketplace, kind of yeah. like what Amazon and Target places Target is doing, where right. they sell items on their site from third parties, which was has been a massive success for Amazon. Um, yeah. I don't know about Target, but I'm sure it's only benefiting tar Target. So why right. not Macy's, right? Like, yeah. that's like such an easy thing to like help boost um, sales and like uh, in their digital footprint. But yeah. I also think it's like a, a, the management team is just like, they finally get it. Like they finally like yeah. listened and, and, and saw the competition just absolutely trouncing Macy's and and they just are making really good executive decisions to try and like you know grow yeah. business again macy's is, is an iconic name like people right. i mean people are always going to recognize macy's and especially um like once you know international tour tourism starts uh picking back up international business travel starts picking back up when people come to the us in like big cities like chicago new york San Francisco, LA, like they see a Macy's, they're like, oh, I know, I know, I know that yeah. store. Like yeah. I can go in there and find like a whatever. And like, yeah. no, versus some other stores might not have that name. Um, uh, record, what's the word? Name. Recognition. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Recognition. I was, yeah. was yeah. going to say another one in that. I was like, that's not, <laughs> that's not a word in the English language. And, <laughs> and I just, I mean, People have been, you know, wanting to buy. It's like the uh, the demand for apparel too is super hot right now. Like as you oh. kind of said at the beginning of the episode, like people are going to parties, people are going, you're, yeah. they're celebrating like outside of their homes this year, at restaurants, at like big galas and events. Like they want, they want new clothes, and Macy's yeah. is always going to be a resource for for people everywhere. And and yeah. what's nice about Macy's is they have a really good price, like they have a wide price range. You can spend a lot of money there, but you can also get something for fifty dollars if you want to. Correct. Yes. Yes, I agree. So those shares are up two hundred percent now year to date, but I don't think they're even back to their five year high yet. No. So I think they just like po their post earnings rally. I think they just managed to crack their three year high. Okay. So I think there's a I think there's some room to run with Macy's. Okay. All right. Wow. This is the first time we've been like kind of bullish on like the department stores. Yeah. <laughs> and and that one in particular. So well, kudos to all those people who who did buy in on the lows or who've been long suffering Macy's fans over the last couple of years where the yeah. stock has didn't go anywhere but down and they st stuck with it and it it's paying off. Well, and another good example of a department store making like good strategic decision is was Kohl's decision to partner with Sephora and have Sephora shop in shops in Kohl's department stores. Okay. I think that's absolutely major, 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 really? major. Yeah. Okay. I think that's going to, because remember Sephora was with JCPenney for a long time. They were. And I did feel like it was not a match with JCPenney, no. like the type of Sephora customer, but you're telling me that it is a match with Kohl's. I'm surprised. I think so. I think, um, I mean, Kohl's has always had, I guess JCPenney too, but I, I don't know. JCPenney has just always felt so old. Kohl's does feel okay. a little younger and I think that's going to help attract like, and then with a Sephora in there, that's going to help attract a younger customer base to be like, oh, well, if I want like this new Tarte cosmetic mascara that they have in Sephora that, that that's also yeah. Kohl's why don't I check out the shoes or whatever right so what do you think of the Ulta's in the Target that that's all new so I don't think we really know yet how no. well it's doing I mean it's it's just like it's the same kind of idea like it's yeah. there it's only going to benefit every like it's only going to benefit Target it's only going to benefit Ulta okay we haven't had the Ulta uh, earnings yet. Um, what do you make? Uh, what do you make of like the beauty side? Because we've talked a lot about apparel, talked a little bit about furniture, sporting goods, but beauty is really lagged. And then everybody was wearing masks, and we didn't need to buy lipstick or anything. <laughs> We're buying <laughs> mascaras, but no lipsticks. And now masks have kind of come off, but then they're kind of back on. And are we? I don't know. Like, what's happening? There doesn't seem to be a big trend, maybe in beauty well, still, or is I there? Think it's, 
skincare is going to still dominate for sure. Okay. If anything okay. taught us, like if, it, if we learned anything last year is that we need to take better care of our skin with masks on because right, mask right. knee is a real thing. And yeah. wow. um, that's only going to continue, I think, um, to dominate. But and makeup, rather, I think the, the next trend is going to be like, it's going to be, well, natural looking makeup or like bare face makeup has been hot for a while now but like okay. i'm sure you've seen products like skin tints or face oils like their tinted face yeah. oils um so a base that doesn't like it, you're not putting stage makeup on every day right you're putting like a light right. blemish covering base and then a little bit of concealer and some mascara like okay. that's gonna be i think the makeup trends okay um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see. I do own Ulta in my own personal portfolio for numerous years, but it's had its ups and downs. And then recently it did say that, you know, they they thought they might see the slower growth going forward was one of their guidance, you know, single digits growth rate. And, you know, the street didn't like that. Like, oh no, single digits. So, yeah. um, but huh. the shares are back up close to their highs again because of this whole retail story that we've been talking about on this podcast. Like if, if you know, basically everything is hot right now. So, yeah. and if you're going to have the super strong, um, you know, holiday season, then even Ulta should do well during that type of environment. So basically right. everyone, totally. even the down and outs should do well um, in this kind of environment. And there are still some of those. Um, Okay, so what else haven't we covered? I guess, you know, basically there are these other cheap, you mentioned Abercrombie, they're pretty cheap right now as well. Like I think they're trading around 10 times. So they're cheap um, on a PE basis at least. Uh, we haven't heard their earnings report yet either. So we're waiting on that one. Um, Chico's is kind of an interesting story. So that ticker is CHS. And they own Chico's, but they also own White House Black Market and Soma. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. I did not know they owned White House Black Market. Yeah. And they've always had very good management in there, but the shares did go down to a dollar last year, even though they were like earnings positive. And so the, their followers used to be like disgusted on StockTwits, like, so many times saying like what is wrong with the street can't they see that there's like there's good things going on at this chain it's not yeah. struggling that bad and now the shares have surged up to six dollars so they're up 339 percent year to date so kudos again to those on stock twits who were believers in the chicos and white house black market story and they're supposed to make 18 cents this year 44 cents next year so they're on the right track Shares are now trading at 36 times. However, they're not as cheap. Obviously, if you got them at the dollar, you are very happy. But Chico's has always been um, clothes and accessories for older women, like 60s and 70s. And a lot of their marketing is geared towards the 60s and 70s. But I told you this story before we went on the podcast that I read an article recently that said that their average uh, customer age has declined by 10 years during the pandemic wow. because people were buying their clothes apparently at like consignment shops and like Goodwill. And then they're like, oh. what's this Chico's place? Like younger people were getting them at, at these places. And so they liked the clothes and they started shopping at the actual store. So mm -hmm. I've never heard of this development in all of my retail. <laughs> you know, observations over the years. So it's, that's like just tremendous. Like I, I, I don't even know. It opens up a whole new category of shoppers to them. If they, if they go younger, they can get, you know, thirties, forties, 50 year olds. That's huge for them. And maybe we are seeing that now in what's happening with their, you know, comps and things. Um, but sure. that's it's something to watch. They started to put younger models into their marketing now, because why wouldn't you? Yes, of course you should. Well, I'm so. like browsing. I'm like looking on their website right now. I just like clicked <laughs> on like the the general clothing page and like yeah, it's yeah. not. I mean, the models like are people are women my age. Yeah, uh huh. They've definitely 
um, decided that they can go. I mean, if their customer is that person, then they they will go there, right? Right. So right. That's that's also an interesting thing that some of these retailers are finding new audiences that they otherwise might not have uh, known about because of the weird pandemic buying patterns and things that happened. So yeah, um, Chico's. I'll be watching that one when they report. I think they're after Black Friday and all that. Um, they're still coming down the pike. And White House Black Market has been a big, a real strong performer, even during the pandemic, even with the stores closed. And they haven't been real promotional. So they're they're able to hold the line. They're, the demand must, must be there. And they're on trend yeah. with nice. their stuff. So yeah. So that's another one. Another one I really do like is Decker's, ticker D-E-C-K. They reported a couple weeks ago already. So we know it's good. That's UGG. And um, Hoka 1-1, so they just have those two strong brands now. They're killing it on the shoe side, and they're going to have a fantastic holiday season. But it's just a little too pricey for me. I've been, like, waiting for some kind of pullback, and it's trading at 28 times. So I just I can't stomach it for a value investor, but I do still love those brands, and they, they're, they're on trend, too. And they have real cute things outside of shoes. They have some cute jackets this holiday season and things like that that you forget about that UGG does well. So um, that's also one to keep a watch on. So I don't know. Do you have any favorites that you're watching? Um, um, so I full disclosure, I didn't mention this when I mentioned Target earlier. I do own that in my personal portfolio. Okay. Um, I just wanted to cool. like say say that. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure. Um, but I I mean they've I love Target. I mean okay. Target. I I I just think that any type of pullback, like when they had like that big earnings pullback um two weeks ago, last yeah. last week. Um I I also own it in the income investor. I just think that any type, any time when Target pulls back a little bit, it's always a good buying opportunity. Um, okay. As for personal, I mean, Nordstrom, I think, is another example of 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 something not clicking with okay. share price and value and Wall Street. Where, as a consumer, I love it. I don't own it as the stock. I'm just a. I've been a loyal shopper for years as I, I told you, Tracy, yeah. um, but something just isn't, something just like isn't, isn't clicking with like what uh, Wall Street perceives management to be doing and okay. like certain like sales trends. I just, I, I don't know what's happening over there, but I, I wish mm-hmm. that, that, that some analysts could see the good that Nordstrom is doing. It's always like a pleasant shopping experience as like the, the store on Michigan Avenue here in Chicago. Um, yeah. It's like beautiful. They're putting a Gucci uh, mini store on the first floor along with Prada and Louis Vuitton. There's a bar on the second floor, which is the men's floor. There's a restaurant on the fourth floor. It's just like, it's just like a lovely place to shop. Yeah. And yeah. most of their, their stores are like that. They have that type of like um, mid, mid to high end environment and feel to them. Yes. Um, for sure. Yeah. But another one of my favorites is what we talked about earlier is Lulu. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can, you really can't bet against it right here. It's and just the brand. Think, yeah. I also think, um, sorry to cut you off, but Revolve again. I think that's okay. kind of like, that's such like a unique growth story. And there's like, a, there's just so much opportunity for Revolve to expand. Um, and like, they're just like a marketplace powerhouse. I know they yeah. like they just went IPO a few years ago, but like any any hot trends, any hot brands for men and women, you can find on Revolve. They have yeah. everything, and they have that luxury side now. It's called Forward. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Are they U.S. only? Do you know? Like with the, with the online site, is it um, only that U.S. Is a good shoppers? Question. I wonder. I don't know. I never bothered to sure. look. Do they have any brick and mortar? They might, no. do they? No. I don't so they're so. only online at, as they're like a marketplace. Yeah. Okay. 
that's good to know because that's that's kind of the up and coming retail area too that most people don't think about are these kind of online marketplace scenarios, which Macy's is trying to get into itself, yes. but Revolve already is it. So yeah, maybe some of these, there'll be some consolidation. <laughs> maybe some of these retailers will be buying maybe. out <laughs> some of the other ones just to get the online marketplace quickly. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Are there any um, retailers that you would stay away from here? Mm. I'm trying to think myself if there's any where I'm like, ew, I hate that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, one of the few, one of the few that I'm not a huge fan of because I feel like it is overpriced here, even though I love it, is Nike. Um, to oh. Yeah, just because they did warn about the supply chain issues. Vietnam is still not good. They have reopened the factories, but they have labor shortages and other things going on. And now the COVID cases are on the rise again there. So we don't really know what's gonna be happening in the next couple of months. And they already warned that through the middle of next year, middle of 2020, they'd have supply chain issues, but the street didn't, it, it briefly sold off the shares, but now they're back up to highs again. And I just feel like it's overvalued for what is actually happening. And I, I need it to come down a lot more before I would be interested in it, even though I love the Nike brand. I feel like it's right. still, you know, going full steam, but it's just there's too many unknowns there, which they've admitted are unknowns, but the street is ignoring it. So I, I can't buy into that one. So um. <laughs> I guess another retailer kind of going off that that maybe I have more questions about versus like maybe to avoid is Gap, Gap Inc. Okay. Um, I, I think that it's a little bit like Macy's, right, where they just haven't been hitting the mark for a long time. And then yeah. the pandemic really crushed them. Um, but I yeah. just, again, like Gap, like the, the, the styles and trends at Gap and Banana just aren't working yet again yes. and and I just want to like go into like a management meeting and just be like what what are you doing <laughs> like, right. like Gap is like yes like they have like the the collaboration with Kanye and they have like like the Yeezy sweatshirts like sold out yeah. within minutes and like now you right. can buy them for hundreds and hundreds of dollars on resale sites but that's like a fluke because like right. the rest of their product is I mean, this is 100% my opinion. It's not good. It's no. not cute. It doesn't fit well. It's like, yeah. it's styles that were on, like that were trendy two years ago. Yeah. And I, I just, I just don't know what's going on. I feel like not even Old Navy can hold them up and I'm, I'm waiting okay. for them to spin off Athleta. And okay. so into like their own, cause that's good. I feel like once that, I mean, it has like kind of sort of taken off. Lulu yeah. is definitely their biggest competitor, but yeah. I really think Athleta could be like a powerhouse if like sure. more attention was put on on that brand. For sure. I mean, that's their hidden gem for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Old Navy it kind of has ups and downs, but it has some quarters where it does real well. <laughs> yes. Right. So but on, others, on what it does. Yeah. yeah. But the other two, I'm in agreement, like even Banana, I mean, I've looked like, because we're all buying apparel. So all, it's, I, yeah. yeah, it's understandable that Banana had a horrible year last year because a lot of the apparel guys did. And so we're not going into the office. We weren't going to parties. So I had no reason to shop at Banana. But some of that has come back. And so now I do have reasons and yeah. they aren't giving me the product. I, I agree. No, 100%. because the the product right now it's like an ode like all of like their their big collection their fall winter collections like an ode to their um og heritage collection yeah, yeah. it's very much like safari inspired neutral no it's all tan it's all tan, <laughs> it's all tan. I mean, beige, is it? beige is on trend right now um <laughs> yeah. where it's like but like after a year like last year, maybe I don't want to wear camel all the time. Maybe I want right. to wear fuchsia. Like I know, crazy uh, idea. Great yeah. colors, crazy. But maybe just maybe, like I don't want to be in gray. Yeah. 
I know the part of the problem with it is for all the retailers is that, you know, they had to come up with these collections like over a year ago, yeah. but still um, they all have the same issue and they are, have been consistently like just behind the ball the last couple totally. of years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like Gap because of Athleta, somewhat old maybe, but the other two chains, you just don't know what's going to happen. They haven't reported earnings yet either. So we're going to see. But how badly will they be um, dragged down from banana? <laughs> they did close a decent number of banana stores in the last year, though. Remember, they they try, you yeah. know, they well, they really they really closed like ranks there on that three one. Three or four at one point on Michigan Avenue alone. Yeah. Um. That now there's thankfully only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's that's gonna be that's definitely gonna be one to watch. So and th those shares have pulled back. They're down about twelve percent in the last three months because other people have been getting nervous as well about what might what might go on there. They're still pretty cheap. I think they're trading around eleven or twelve times forward earnings right here. So it's not too bad. But yeah, the excitement from the reopen trade that they had earlier in the year has faded yeah. now. And so we will see what's what's going on with them. Um, they do tell us the comps now on Athleta, I believe, which I'm oh. surprised because forever for the whole entire history of that brand, they've never told us like what the comps are, no. but they have started telling us probably because it's big enough and it's the best thing they have going. Yes. <laughs> so wouldn't you want to like trumpet it? I would. So yeah, so they've started. So that's something to watch on this, this upcoming earnings report. Okay, so we've covered we've covered a lot. There's a lot going on with retail and it's definitely one of the hotter industries and it's going to be going into 2022. So I'm sure we'll be discussing it again in 2022. Who are the winners? Who are the ones that are still going to have the momentum? Um, but it certainly is an interesting area here on the reopen trade or even just a hot economy type of trade. So let me recap all the tickers. We mentioned a lot here. <laughs> so this could take a moment. Um, so we talked about Lululemon, ticker LULU, Levi's is L-E-V-I, American Eagle, A-E-O, Macy's is just the M, M for Macy's. Revolve is RVLV, V is in Victor, RVLV. Urban Outfitters, which has anthropology and urban and free people, is URBN. Abercrombie and Fitch is ANF. Chico's with White House Black Market is CHS. Nordstrom's JWN. Target TGT, Ulta, ULTA. Deckers is UG. And Hoka 1-1, Deckers is Deck, D-E-C-K. Nike is Nike, is Nike, is N-K-E. The Gap is G-P-S. Um, Dick Sporting's Goods is D-K-S. Williams and Sonoma, W-S-M. Kohl's, K-S-S. Is that it? I think that's close to just about everything we mentioned. Yeah, I think you might, I don't know if you mentioned I think we mentioned Best Buy, BBY. Oh yeah, we did BBY in there too. Okay. Briefly, the brief mention. Yeah, they yes, report, briefly. Um, Computers, uh, we don't want to forget that hot no. area. They report tomorrow. I I own that in um in income. Okay. So. Excellent. Um, and you own Target in your own personal portfolio. Any other ones in your personal portfolio? No, just okay. uh, just Target. It's my only retailer. Okay, I own Ulta and I own Lulu and Williams and Sonoma. Um, but well, I won't... after this conversation, I'm like, I need to, you know, put my money where my mouth is and maybe look at Lulu for my personal portfolio. <laughs> maybe at the 62 times that would be bold, but it, would um, be bold. It's, it still keeps struggling along here. I don't know. Um, I bought it a couple of years ago because I get asked this a lot of times, like. You're a value investor. How can you own that stock? And sure. it was cheaper when I bought it. So um, am I buying it again here at 62 times? I cannot. But on a pullback, maybe I could. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, but it is hard to deny what 
what they're doing and how dominant they are. And, you know, everybody can make fun of the yoga pants all they want, but men's is now like 20 or 30% of their revenue. And so the men's side is just as hot as the women's. It's just and, as hot. And yeah. I would say if anyone who questions Lululemon's yoga pants, just go in the store and try them on and you will be, you will be won over. Cause right. yes, they make, um, I mean, obviously like men wear yoga pants too. So I'm pretty yeah. sure you can, they have that option in the men's section yeah. for anyone listening and you're questioning, you're like, well, what's all the, what's all the, the buzz? What's all the hullabaloo? Just go in. You'll... Go, go try on some stuff. Go try on. The, shirts, the men's shirts are also quite good. We, we yeah. have, we have some, uh, you know, anecdotal testimony from here at Zach's that the men's shirts, especially the golf shirts, are very good. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so that's all for this episode. But again, we will be covering retail again in 2022 because it's super hot and there's so much going on. We didn't even cover a lot of things that were going on so we will talk about it again and you don't want to miss a single episode of the zax market edge we're bringing them to you every week here at zax especially into the end of the year where we're going to have you know what to look for in 2022 where are the hot stocks and industries and so you want to be sure to subscribe you can get us on apple Podcasts. we're on amazon music we're on spotify anywhere you can get podcasts you can get us, and I'll see you again next time with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.